Just some podcast media. The thoughts and opinions expressed on Buried Pleasures are those of the host and the guests and do not represent any views of any organizations that we may volunteer for or be employed by. Listeners should be aware that there may, most likely, be profanity and discussions on topics that may require a little discretion. You have been warned. I came from the mud. There's dirt on my hands. Strong like a tree. There's roots where I stand. Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Buried Pleasures. I'm your host, Pollyanna Amazing. This morning, we're going to talk about what's your pleasure. And my guest today, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Good morning. Morning. I go by Larry the Bearded Wonder, and I am from the internet, and I I am a hedonist, amongst many other things. I'm a creative hedonist. Larry the Creative Hedonist? Do tell. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, uh, you know, in the few minutes that we've been talking this morning, you're definitely creative because we're talking about s'mores this morning. (laughs) Not just motherfucking gourmet s'mores. Oh, yeah, yeah. The peanut, the yeah, the Reese peanut butter thins. That you you had me at Reese's, but go tell talk to us about these. <laughs> oh, you you want to you want to up your motherfucking s'mores game? Ditch the Hershey's chocolate bar. Replace that shit with like Reese's thins or Ghirardelli squares. All sorts of like anything that's that like kind of thickness and size and has a sweet to it. That's hmm. You found something good there. <laughs> so continuing that sweetness, thickness, and and what was that? <laughs> and size. <laughs> you were also just mentioning um, about what you're what you're all about. Tell me, what are what do you call yourself? Also. <laughs> So you you can uh, Polly met me on Twitter under the under my Twitter name the Pod Genitor, and I am a creative among other things uh, as I I run a network of podcasts and I can't seem to stop making them. I'm instead of the crazy cat lady, I'm just the crazy podcast person. I just seem to collect them because I keep making them and they don't fucking stop. No. I have a problem. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. Being creative as a creator is a problem, right? Uh, it is when it gets out of hand and it takes over everything else. Then it's a problem. Anything can be a problem if you do it too much. Which, uh, you know, speaking of creative, by the, I found out two nights ago. I didn't get to tell you. Apparently, my wife is a fan of your stuff. She's come across your stuff on uh, TikTok, I believe. So nice. How sweet. I told her, she goes, wait, I know that name. <laughs> <laughs> My TikTok game is not up to par by any standard whatsoever. I just, you know, like I've been hitting up my children saying, hey, help your mom out. And they're like, no, you're gross. You talk about sex stuff, mom. We're not helping you. <laughs> I mean, she does too. She she kind of floats in the kink talk realm, uh, mostly on like bratting stuff. So see now for the folks out there that don't know what that is. What are you talking about? Uh, she, she is a, a reasonably well-known, uh, brat channel on, uh, kink talks, little wing of TikTok there. So she talks a lot about ethical bratting and bratting humor and jokes and everything else that goes with. And I like it. I like it. So bratting is a little subdivision of kink talk. Talk to me, talk to me about the bratting. Cause this is a whole nother topic. For that. Uh, that's, that's one you should talk to her about. If you want to know what bratting is, look it up. You have the internet right in your hand. Um, <laughs> you have this neat we'll little thing called that. Google in your pocket. Google in your pocket. Who knew? Anyway, uh, that's we'll save that topic for another day then. You just were don't just... don't go pocket Googling in public. You get arrested for that. 
it gives a whole new meaning to the pocket pool genre, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> so as a creative, you have all these shows under your belt. You, um, you're putting out all this content. What are you, uh, hoping to do with all your content? What do you, what's your, why do you do, why do you do what you do, sir? <laughs> this kind of came about as uh, a whole bunch of things that I, I love kind of slamming together. I, I kind of was raised on video games from an early age because I grew up in a neighborhood with like no fucking kids or anybody to play with. So I, it was a lot of, uh, you know, what, what are the best ways to entertain oneself as a child? And then in high school, I got into radio and broadcast and podcasting just kind of let me slam those two things together. And then I I started kind of flexing the creative muscle uh, even harder, not just on what to do with, you know, a singular podcast, but making more and more of them and finding unique spins and niches in podcast in gaming podcasts, which is an already overcrowded market. But, you know, kind of taking that joy and digging out little niche spins on things that haven't been done in there. At this point, my problem is is I now have more ideas than I have people in time, which is why I'm sitting on a Google Doc of a dozen fucking show ideas looking for people to run them because I don't have enough bandwidth to run all these ideas myself, including some of the more dark humor ones that you'll you'll laugh at, but you'll feel bad that you laughed at it. (laughs) Okay. So that's what kind of guy you are. Uh-huh. Uh, button pusher. It's okay. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> not, not, not so much a button pusher, just the, you know, it, it, like I said, it's one of those where I, I like dark humor that makes you giggle, but makes you feel guilty for the fact that you giggled at it. I, I'll, I'll share one of these thoughts with you, and uh, th- this will exemplify exactly what the fuck I mean. I'm still looking for somebody that wants to run this idea. But it's sitting in this Google Doc. I want to do a like an improv comedy podcast where every week our celebrity chef teaches you how to break down, prepare, cook, serve, and play a different Pokemon every week. Because that's the dirty little secret of Pokemon. We all know they're fucking food, but we don't talk about the fact that they're fucking food. You call it cooking with Pokemon because it's just vague enough that you think you're going to hear a fun little quirky show about some guy cooking with his Pokemon pal and no, 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 no. We're eating the little fuckers. <laughs> Turning it's your, funny, yeah, but you feel a little bad that you laughed at it because it's horrible, no, too. I really like, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I'm thinking of just exactly how that would play out. And I think that that's lovely. <laughs> but then my sense of humor is not. Uh, you know, the same as everybody else's either. So that's your sense of humor. You need to go check out a, uh, a podcast that's sadly done and over now called fish shark marketing. It's that kind of dark humor. All right. Fantastic. So you and I have been talking, you have a lot of ideas, obviously. Clearly. <laughs> and they're not all fit for public consumption, but I yeah, have them anyway. <laughs> what, what, how did you describe yourself as a hedonist? What was that? What uh, was it a, a hedonistic creative? Hedonistic creative. That's what it is. That's what it is right there. Um, how do you, how does one become a, a hedonist creative? Do you think? <laughs> oh, it's where you just let your creativity go to the excesses of uh, good taste and general welfare for your own well-being. It's, it's honestly, as, as a podcaster, as a creative, you know, it, it's something that's not really hard to do. I mean, those the the creative side in life and hedonism can intersect really, really easily, and it can be 
not not great things if you're not careful and you don't know how to manage it because you know those two things intersecting means that you you love to create and it's not hard to let that get out of hand to where it does damage to the you know to your life around you where that becomes a sole focus and you just overboard on it to the detriment of anything and everything else in your life you have to do things in moderation. That's what we say over here on Buried Pleasures, moderation, moderation, moderation. But sometimes when something feels so good, you can't stop. <laughs> you just keep going and indulge yourself. Indulging. And sometimes indulgence isn't so bad. But when it's an everyday, all day uh, indulgence, it can be a little dangerous. So safety with your podcasting in hedonism <laughs> is important. You got to make sure you do that safely. And, you know, with a lot of gentle, loving care. <laughs> I just realized if I look like I'm staring off into space, I'm not. My screen with you on it is here. My camera is here. So looking at you <laughs> looks like I'm looking off to what the fuck, Phil. It just occurred to me. <laughs> no worries. It's okay. This is a... This is a fun and creative show. And we can be looking... Look, you just have this moment when you're off to the side, like a chair. Huh? Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Nobody cares. Most hopefully, um, if they're listening uh, via a podcast or watching on YouTube, either one, comment about it. If you love the way that Larry's looking to the side <laughs> while he's talking mournfully about hedonism, please let me know. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's really super early in the Pacific Northwest and he's already had lunch or something. So I'm just sitting over here trying to wake up. So it's just going to get even more raucous as we go along. I'm just sure of it. I just got to get <laughs> have zero energy this morning. I don't know what's going on. Got to get my life together over here. So let's talk more about hedonism and about your pleasures. Larry, what's what's your pleasure, Larry? Oh, like, like I said, it, hedonism generally takes into adult territory, but I, I know we talked about maybe digging into some of that in a different show. But no, I I get very attached to the the joy and the pleasure I get in creating and digging into you know all the podcast stuff that I do with myself and with my friends and everything else. And I, I know that that attachment actually has led to some some. Un, unhealthy mental health habits as well and connections in my brain. And that's, that's why I said one of those things where you got to be careful of because, yeah, I, I do a whole network of shows and, you know, I, I have a lot of fun doing it. But I also have that stereotypical and, you know, I, I know you've been around the podcast circles too. So, you know, and you've heard this where it's like, yeah, whatever you do, don't look at, don't give a shit about your numbers. Yada, it's, I, I do and it's not healthy because I know for a fact you know, how big we are and are not. And I'm like, you know, I've been doing this for six years now. It's like, this should be bigger than it is. And that kind of thing will leach into your brain. Oh yeah, for sure. I also work with a podcasting group and I got a message the other day, like, Hey, what can we do to grow your numbers? And I'm like, dude, I am so working on every, like I'm working, I'm working on it. <laughs> um, and I am the one of the most social people that you will ever run over ever in your life. I am absolutely um, a networker from from way back. I'm, I'm networking phenom. It really is hard to grow your podcast because you don't know how to get to those people who you know 
want to hear what you're saying. You know, like, again, you say you're carving out this niche market for yourself, right? And there are like, if you look out there, there are thousands upon thousands of podcasts, millions, actually, probably at this point. And, you know, they come and go, they're here and there. And, you know, you can talk about anything from building trains to building brains. That's the kind of thing that you do in podcasting. I happen to have this wonderful niche market that people want to know educational things about sexuality and that sort of thing. So that's kind of nice. But also there's some dirty, raunchy things that I get into with people as well. And there's some other things like music and dance and mountain climbing, you name it. I talk about it on my show because I want to know what people, what makes people tick, what makes you feel pleasure. Just trying to dispel this whole myth that pleasure is only sexual, right? And just like you were saying, you love the hedonism side of yourself, but you also love this creative podcasting phenom giant that you are. You have all these podcasts and that's a cool thing. So pleasure in the form of hedonism and podcasting is your forte. And... And now that I know that your wife is bratting on the side, I can't wait to talk to her too. (laughs) This is awesome. And you know, it's, um, I talk to a lot of people who are on the fence about their own hedonisms, people that are just trying to dig into figuring out, okay, is it okay if I tell you that I think that it's really cool to do these things? And by these things, I mean like melting uh, Reese's Thins on graham crackers and having <laughs> delicious s'mores. No, what I'm talking about is people are, are, are at the point where we are recognizing that life is precious and it's short. And if you don't talk and tell people how you feel, nobody's ever going to know and you're going to die and nobody's going to know. And why not, while we're all on this planet together, can we not have these wonderful relationships based on truth and honesty? Because that's a great thing. It's great to be able to trust people that you can actually use your own words to say how you feel. And you don't have to repeat or regurgitate what somebody else says. This is the future, right? We're living in this amazing future where right now or present. <laughs> We're living in the present, talking about the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm from the future, the, right. <laughs> the future, Charlie. The future, Charlie. The future. Oh my God, it's so funny. I haven't heard that in forever. Okay, so, but my point is, is we are capable of all these wonderful things. And to find like-minded people is what we need to do. And that's what it sounds like. You need to find more people who want to hear your content, who share that same um, interests (laughs) or interesting line of thinking. Now, there are plenty of um, networks out there that are putting, you know, you can have adult content uh, networks. There's a lot of them. It's just finding the ones that you particularly fit into the best, Right. And so what are you doing to do that with your things, with your, with your creativity? Are you, um, most of my, my networking and finding the other people to do those things with is probably coming from the wrong angle. But, uh, you know, I, I hang in a lot of the, the podcast circles on Twitter and I I think that it's, and I, I love that circle of people actually speaking of that circle of podcast people on Twitter and the future, Charlie and internet royalty, Hella dope shout out here. Uh, jumped in a friend's weekly Twitter space Friday mornings. And I jumped in last Friday and no shit. Motherfucking Tazon Day was sitting in that space. 
Stop it. Fucking chocolate rain himself. I'm like, no shit. That's so cool. That's the cool <laughs> thing about those Twitter spaces. I mean, like, I've really grown a huge podcasting following um, from Twitter spaces because you get on there, you talk, you have, you know, you can talk to anybody on there. <laughs> Literally, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, it's fantastic. What was the subject? What were you all talking about on there? Oh, it was, uh, it was Jen's uh, Friday morning cup of audio coffee Twitter space. She does. Then I love jumping in there. Jen's a Jen's wonderful and her spaces are fantastic, but it's just kind of a, a quick, you know, how was your week? What are you doing this weekend thing? But I always get a kick out of her spaces. She's She always finds some cool motherfuckers in there. And, you know, speaking of those podcasting circles, it's, it's kind of weird because I, I realized, cause I started a project that I've, I've put down and I'm, I'm torn on whether or not to get back up and running again. I had to, I had to put it on pause over holiday because work schedule shit got out of hand but uh i I one it made me realize that there there are like tiers of podcasters and that most of the ones that make up like the active uh podcast community on twitter are kind of the the ones that haven't had like the big break yet and then you've got you know the next tier up of they've had the big break and then you've got like the fucking you know giants that don't talk to us fucking plebeian motherfuckers but i've had some communique with uh some of the ones that have had like the big break that are you know kind of that that middle tier where it's meaty and you know there's traction at least even if it's not you know majorly uh bringing in any kind of income or anything but at least there's a respectable fucking consistent audience and uh but i I found out that like two of the shows that i listened to that are kind of in that category found out that one of them was actually a big fan of the other because i got to interview one and uh was interviewing uh dallas taylor from Twenty Thousand hertz which is also a fucking dope show for any like sciencey nerds out there that or audiophiles. He he just does cool shit. But I found out that uh James Parkinson from Gameplay was actually listening in on Twitter spaces to that interview, like incognito on his personal account. I'm like, no shit. So I love that dude too. He he does awesome shit. That that guy is like one of the classiest fucking podcasts you've ever listened to. I've told people, I'm like, if I was turning the radio dial on a Saturday morning and landed on NPR and heard that, it would not sound out of place. Like he does really good stuff on gaming, but he does like real classy shit. I am not a classy motherfucker. (laughs) I'm not for sure that people would put me in the category of classy necessarily. (laughs) Oh, I'm definitely not classy. I've just got shit to say. That's me. I just have degrees and things. I think that's the only reason why people talk to me is half the time. Oh, and the fact that for whatever reason, I don't understand this, but I'm just trying to figure it out. My name is Pollyanna. So I go by Pollyanna Amazing, which has nothing to do with polyamory, but everyone asks me, oh, so you named your show after polyamory? No, 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 my name, my name is Pollyanna Amazing. <laughs> Pollyanna Amazing. Two L's for lots of love, not just one. Because um, if there were more than one of me, you wouldn't be able to take it. Just saying. Um <laughs> You're like, you're, you're one of those like me. It's like, no, they broke the mold when they made me because nobody could handle more than one. Correct. You're going to make, make the same try. mistake twice. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody's going to do that twice. Never. <laughs> oh my gosh. So 
let's get back to you and your pleasures and all that. This is really fun. I, um, I enjoyed the, the, the nice cerebral conversation with the, um, double entendre. (laughs) (laughs) If you want more cerebral conversations about shit, that's not actually important. Come listen to our podcasts on video games. (laughs) You know, I did my first discord the other day recording on it for a podcast, right? I did. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm way up there, uh, compared to some of my other compadres that are not able to get on discord and do that. (laughs) And and I swear to you, I really truly don't even know what I did other than click the link and, um, and got on the server. Um, I really, again, when you talk about servers and platforms and all these things, I'm just like, okay, yeah. Um, okay. Just give me a link and let me click it and I will be on there. Just tell me where to be. I'll show up. But also I still like I'm still like, hey, son, tell me, how do I do this Discord thing? How do I and the guys from it's the guys from um 69 Whiskey Podcast, which if you haven't listened to, they are fucking hilarious. <laughs> the best I mean, time. I've been listening to some whiskey seven. Oh, tell oh, I just had them on. I've I haven't had no, I haven't edited that show. Uh, off the chain. Those boys are a hot mess. <laughs> We're going to be doing some stuff uh, in not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. We were uh, we were discussing the fact that because I was listening to one of their episodes that I, I learned much to my amazement. There is there is an orange uh, orange flavored Jameson. I did not know this. I like oh my Jameson. Gosh. It's like the only whiskey we that sits talking with about my it. stomach. We and were I just talking them, about it. Yeah. This shit gave me a fucking idea, and I, I'm like, dude, we're going to fucking try this. We're, we're just going to review this as we record and bullshit for an hour. Yeah, right. They'll drive to you. They love to go anywhere. They will. They'll drive to you. Straight Jameson on the rocks, but instead of just regular ice, a couple of big frozen ice cubes of orange juice with the pulp. So it starts out harsh straight Jameson. And the longer and the further you go into this and that that OJ melts in, it levels it out, smooths it out, brings up the sweetness. So this drink changes as you go. Oh, my gosh. See, I can't do that. I can't bring up any more sweetness. I'm I'm so sweet already. I'd probably like give somebody diabetes immediately. <laughs> I, no, I, I, have, I have the beatus and let me tell you, I got weird fucking beatus stories. Oh my God. Oh gosh. Well, as I'm a medical professional, I am, am intrigued. Okay. I'll, I'll give it to you. This, this is one of those fucking stories that sounds like it's internet, like Facebook clickbait bullshit. So the Facebook bullshit clickbait headline would read genital piercing saves man's life are we talking about prince albert or jacob's ladder which one (laughs) pa so my prince albert was the first thing i ever had done like 10 years ago before ink or any other that's where i fucking started and uh so some years ago right right, basically some uh number of years ago i was having some issues and i had what i thought was like dead skin sloughing off the head of my fucking junk from uh from irritation from an infection because i changed out the jewelry in my pa i figured something had gotten in there and i was having to pee way too goddamn much and i'm like this may have backed up into like a, a bladder infection well i landed myself in the fucking er for something wholly unrelated right and uh i asked the doc i'm like fuck it well i got you here can i get you to take a look at something and uh you know the nurse like all right let's see it and she goes of course it's here pee in the cup so i pee in the cup and then you know she comes back about 45 minutes later and i'm just kind of hanging out laying in the bed in the er waiting for her to come back and tell me something and she walks back in the room you know with that whole you know knock on the door frame thing and sticks her head in type deal and i'm like so what's up you should be in a coma huh 
apparently the, my, my type two had basically just kicked in and become a thing in my life. And I didn't know it yet. And I was right. I did have like an infection that something had gotten in when I changed out the jewelry, but it wasn't like dead skin sloughing off from the irritation. It was actually like excess sucrose that my body wasn't processing anymore that was secreting through the head because it was rushing extra blood down there to fucking handle the infection. And so what I ended up with was sugar dick where I could stick my dick in your tea and make it sweet, but I wouldn't have known and found out and caught the diabetes had it not been for the piercing. Well, you know, there are, and I will, I will attest to this. There are people that will come into the ER and they're just like, I just don't feel right. Please check me out. Right. Like, look at me, tell me what's going on. And I've, you know, you find brain tumors, you find lung cancers, you find bladder tumor, you know, like there's, that's, that's a, that's a true story. And uh, most people end up in the ER because their primary care doctors don't listen to them when they are saying, yeah, I haven't felt good. And so they, that's their last ditch effort. And in the ER, they'll do all the labs on you and you'll get all the results immediately. And that's what people end up doing. Um, healthcare, what do you do? But I am glad that you got that under control uh, by the talks of our, our s'mores conversations. It's not as under control as it should be. <laughs> it is actually. I have apparently a very atypical diabetes. Basically, once, once they put me on meds for a little while and I kind of made some dietary adjustments, everything leveled out to the point where I had to go off the meds because they kept crashing my sugar. So I found that basically as long as I've changed my my beverage drinking to all sugar-free, that I can keep eating most everything else kind of like I want within reason and moderation. And my levels in my A1C stay where they fucking should be. And my doc doesn't understand how or why, but it does. So he's like, I don't get how you fucking do it, but apparently. Get it done. Get her done. That's right. <laughs> I just turned way old just now. Get her done. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, God. We're not going there. No. That dude's only funny when somebody's writing him a script. Oh, my gosh. I've never seen him live. Have you seen him live? I've seen his stand-up, and I've seen him in movies. He's funnier in movies than he is in his stand-up. Like, he's great as fucking Mater in Cars. He was actually funny, stupid funny, and uh, and I by stupid, I mean, like, dumb funny, and like, shit, like, Health Inspector. I can't stand his fucking stand-up. To me, he's only funny when somebody's writing his material for him. But if somebody's writing his material for him, he can deliver it well. I mean, credit where credit is due. That's awesome. Um, so I'm glad your diabetes is under control. <laughs> The fun things we talk about on Buried Pleasures, right? Listen, because no matter what, hedonism aside, you have to be healthy and safe. <laughs> regardless. And by the way, if you have diabetes and you don't take care of it, it can cause erectile dysfunction. I find that this is a very good point to make for men. Um, just like, again, I was on, you know, I just was t talking about 69 whiskey podcasts and, um, we were, we, uh, you'll, there's a, a sound bite floating around on Twitter right now from that interview to which I talk about, I, I my basic point is to make is, do you read directions? What happens when you don't? Because we're all just floating through life, not we're just winging it over here. <laughs> we're all just winging it. We're not, we have no plans. We're just going. And if you definitely, you know, let's, let's say if you were washing dishes for whatever amount of time and you didn't notice it on the back of the bottle that it said, if you go over this amount of this soap in a certain period of time, it can cause you erectile dysfunction. Well, it kind of just sounds like on the clip that I'm saying erectile dysfunction is caused by dishwashing soap, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so in my mind, I'm thinking, Jesus, these people. That goes in the highlight <laughs> reel. 
right? Like, um, if you don't listen to, it's just out of context, right? Because they just caught the last half of that conversation. And I'm like, oh gosh, how many people are going to reach out to me? Because they think I think that dish soap causes erectile dysfunction. It really, it was a point I was making about men and reading directions or not just men and, you know, just like humans in general. We don't read directions. We just pick shit up and we do it because that's what we do. We figure it out. Cause we can do that. But, um, yeah, I can't wait for that repercussion or that, you know, what's gonna, what's gonna come out about that. Jeez, <laughs> who knew? You need to put that in a highlight real promo clip for your show. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's great. I just, um, you know, it's really fun. Like I don't go on other people's show very often because, well, obviously nobody asks me, geez, no, <laughs> I do. Like I love to be on other people's shows cause I love to talk and I try to keep it, um, keep it entertaining or, or centered towards the audience of the people who are inviting me on their shows. You know, like I'm not going to go on to Christian talk and talk about all of the, you know, hedonistic, terrible sexual things that I do or have done, or, you know, I don't need to, to purvey that there. I can just be the nice medical. I mean, it's yes. applicable if you're talking about like a, a, a fucking religious kink. Totally. But not everybody has religious kinks. <laughs> Latex oh. nuns and St. Andrew's crosses. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. So uh, speaking of hedonism, let's, let's dive a little deeper into your pleasure of hedonism. Tell me your definition of hedonism and how it rolls out for you. Uh, a hedonist is somebody that I'm trying to think of a good way to put this, uh, that likes to let themselves indulge in their, their pleasures to the point of overindulgence or excess, because, you know, the, the pleasure is the, the end all be all, be it sex or anything else. Um, one of the, one of the running jokes for years on Futurama was a hedonism bot, you know, who is basically just a spoof of fucking, uh, uh, Roman emperor, you know, laying on the couch, just constantly eating and overindulging in fucking booze. And, uh, you know, that's, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a little bit of a food hedonist. You, you give me something good and I just pee on it. Kind of want more until I, I redefine fat and happy. That's why I like one of our favorite thing or one of my favorite things, uh, food wise is Sunday mornings. We got a place called evil check and it's a little, uh, brew house, uh, here in town and Sunday mornings, they do hang over brunch, which is all you can eat small plates. And it's the one day of the week, the head chef gets to fuck off and go totally off script and make whatever the hell he wants instead of just what's on the menu. And my God, this, this dude does some good stuff. And, you know, we will go, you know, once or twice a month for hangover brunch and you try a little bit of everything, but man, you lock in on like one or two things that you keep going back for. And there's just like plates and plates and plates full of this shit. By the time you're done, you're like, I probably shouldn't have done that, but yeah, no, that was worth it. I hear you. I um, there are a few things there. There are a handful of things on this planet that I will eat until I vomit, and then I would eat it again. I've done that. Um, totally. Um, chocolate pudding being one of those things. <laughs> And I'm not talking about regular chocolate pudding. Don't let this gross you out. I like my grandma, my mamaw Birdie used to make <laughs> cooked chocolate pudding, like homemade 
not like out of the box. Oh my God. And the weirdest thing about it is as it cools, it gets the skin on the top, right? Yeah. I can eat Pudding that. skin is awesome. And if you've never had it, I suggest you try it because I'm telling you guys, there's something um, otherworldly <laughs> about the feeling of that pudding skin in your mouth. And I, you know, like I that used sounds to. sounds a little was, adult too. <laughs> I know, right? It really does. There's That's an episode titled Pudding Skin in your mouth. <laughs> That's fantastic. That might happen later. You never know. Um, but yeah, those are the, you know, that's the thing is there's so many cool things about the sensations, right? The oral sensations, the tactile sensation, that, that, that the warmth, the cool, the whatever, right? The things that make the hair on the back of your neck stand up that make you go, yes, that, <laughs> that right there. That's what my definition of hedonism is that yes, that's a, it's an absolute yes. Yes for me. <laughs> And I love, you know, when you talk to people, um, in, in the Twitterverse that, that we hang out in and you talk to other podcasters, everybody's trying to figure out what sells, what's, what's best, what, what can people get interested into the most? And, you know, the, there's always, it's always a, a head turner when you're talking about sexuality or anything to do with something that's a little more on the taboo side. Now I don't go full on deep diving into, you know, kinks and, and, you know, there's P everybody has a podcast about something. And so what I try to do is to connect those people with my people and your people. And that way we can get our messages out and have this great network of people that you are able to say, Oh, you want to know about BDSM? Let me call this guy. And you let me give you their info. You can listen to their show. You want to know about, um, I don't know, strippers. You let me hit you up with Pixie, you know, like got this. Yeah. So those are those kinds of things that, um, you know, and I go, I, because of the world that I live in as a medical provider, I can be in serious conversations such as I do sex abuse chat talk with Rachel and the OC. Um, not exactly, you know, the, the raunchy stuff that I do for fun. That's my serious, um, you know, I gotta, I, I need to, yeah, I gotta step it up. I can't be lewd and crude because these are people who need my help on a, in a, dif in a different way. So, I I uh, I was thinking about it and uh, I realized and I, I mentioned it briefly before you hit the record button here. I actually ran into the intersection of uh, hedonism and overindulgence to the point of detriment last weekend. Not th this is not going the direction that anybody listening probably fucking thinks it's going, but where we're going there. So I picked up a game on uh, on a recommendation from a buddy of mine and uh, popped it open on Saturday played hard for about an hour and a half and realized I had overdone it. Uh, he recommended me uh, pistol whip for the Oculus playing in VR standing, you know, standing in my room happily, you know, jiving away on this thing. And man, I tell you what, the next day I was sore as a motherfucker. I was not ready for the, for the paces that this fucking thing was going to put me through in an hour and a half. But and it's not the first time it's happened either. The other one was my own fault. I was looking forward to this game, but was not expecting the, uh, the muscle work that I was going to have to put in to play this son of a bitch. So I was playing super hot VR about a month and a half ago, and it did the same damn thing to me. It's a lot of like bending and stretching and uh, flexing and everything. And I was like, oh, shit, I hurt myself. I was not prepared for this. 
<laughs> you were not ready. I'm not no, ready yet. No, I, I was not. <laughs> like, it's a lot of weird contorting for super hot. It just is. I have not played that. You know, like, I've done some VR games with my little nephews and that kind of thing. Um, and I've definitely, I, I just got to see what's the a Star Wars thing where you hit the blocks. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, Beat Saber. Beat Saber. Thank you. That's um, one that, like, everybody knows. Yeah, that's one that everybody knows. I know you've got your own niche market over there. <laughs> no, 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 legit. Like if you like Beat Saber, you will like Pistol Whip. I, I was, I was kind of dissecting it uh, the other day, and uh, I'm aware that I'm about to explain video games with video games for a second here. But Pistol Whip is like one part Beat Saber, one part Super Hot VR, and one part House of the Dead on rails shooter. And it's all those things slammed together, and it's a great fucking time. Well, I used to love to play House of the Dead. For oh sure. God, I love fucking House of the Dead. In VR, Time <laughs> Crisis, Ghost Squad. I I loved fucking like on rail light gun shooters. It's it was one of my favorite things in the uh, in the arcades. I used to go to this arcade with a with an old roommate of mine years ago when we lived together uh, out in Elkhart, Goshen area. And it was this laundromat and he had a, like one of the nicest uh, arcades around that you would ever fucking see. And I, I mean like nice, like this dude kept all his shit in running order. You'd be hard pressed to find more than three machines in this whole huge building out of order on any given day, which is impressive because like arcade machine maintenance and upkeep is no small thing, but he had a, I've got pictures of it buried somewhere. Um, (laughs) Well, you know what we like to do at buried pleasures. We like to dig up. Lots of things. So dig that up and I'll post that with this. The promo for this. <laughs> so he had this light gun game there that I had not seen or heard of before. I can't even remember the fucking name of it now, but it actually had a mode specifically intended for one person to run like both sides of the machine at the same time. So, you know, like House of the Dead, you've got one gun that no, th- this was this was one of the first games that intentionally introduced like dual wielding to a light gun game. And uh, it was a blast. Like I just had a fat roll of fucking quarters going to town. Like, and you know, you, you'd play that for 45 minutes in a row and you start feeling it and you're fucking, you're like, God damn it. And I, I had a little bit of the same going with fucking pistol whip last weekend. Cause it, it would do it. It does the same thing. It's a light gun game. So you're sitting there, you're holding it. But you realize, wait a minute, this is one handed. I can, I toss like the left hand controller and you know, I'm sitting here supporting playing through and, but man, it, it'll still work you though. You're like walking around like Denzel Washington. <laughs> I need to, like, I'm going to shoot you. No, oh, anyway. man, you fucking get into it because they start popping out of everywhere. And it's just woohoo. <laughs> you know, I yeah, obviously I'm not a gaming kind of gal. That's not my that's not my shtick. But I do. Um, I, I reside with a professional gamer um, weirdo husband who <laughs> who plays with his kid. Right. So his kid is is in a different state. So they they play every day together. This is their that's their their dad dad and kid time. Right. And so they play CS:GO. And I swear to you, my husband will come back like uh, every night and and sit on the couch and he's like, man. Like I'm tired. 
Like I need to take a nap. Well, your dopamine has just sparked up about a billion times. So I'm sure <laughs> it's like you just ran through a bunch of, uh, you know, a marathon and you're shooting people and you know, calm it down. But that is, a, you know, there's a great correlation between that gameplay and the hedonistic, you know, sexual part of our brains that we love that leveling up. You love that, that, that dopamine burst, the oxytocin, that shit that you want, you want, it, and it makes you feel so good when you get it, but then you're fucking exhausted afterwards, right? Like, it's like, just need to chill for a minute. Chill. Just relax. Put my feet up. Have some chocolate pudding with skin on top of it. I don't care. I tell you what, there's a topic we can get into on, uh, you know, on, on uh, future like kink centric podcast. Cause one of the things that I love to do is chemical play. And people are like, what is so brief, brief preview for what'll probably be a future episode. I, I love playing with people's like endorphins and adrenaline and taking them through like, you know, pleasure, ecstasy to, you know, like adrenaline, excitement to fear, pain and playing with the, the chemical mix and the, the brain output of that and watching, you know, watching the results of that rush through people's bodies. Right, right. Well, you know, it's a lot of times I, I hear people say, oh, I just want to like, I just want to get after it. Like, you know, like get into the juicy part of sex. Let's just do it. But it's the tease. It's the part that leads up to it. It's the taking you to that point and then bringing you back down. And then maybe shaking it up a little bit. And, you know, that's how the, it's the long con for me. That's what I like to call it. You know, like I like the long, relaxed. I want a day. I don't want to have an encounter. I want to have a day, right, where I am just submerged in, you know, up to my eyeballs and above and just happy dopamine, sexuality and feeling like, you know, the day that you, I know the days you feel pretty, (laughs) those days when you wake up and you feel really pretty and you're just like, yeah, I just want to, you know, I want to have it acknowledged. I want to know that you find me attractive. I want to know that I'm about to absolutely change your existence on this planet with what I'm about to do. Right. Those are the kinds of things that make me that's, you know, I do show about pleasure and everybody else's pleasure, but that's one of those things for me that I'm like, that is the best for me. Um, I mean, could there be better sometimes? Maybe could there be worse sometimes? Maybe, but those days when you just are like in your own sexuality, you're, you're feeling it, you know, it and the people around you recognize it and can play off of that. If, you know, if you're partnered, if you're not, you know, if you can find that, that other entity, um, whomever that may be, I'd find it because I'm telling you, <laughs> those are the best days for me. I think that that's, um, that's important for people to realize that you can, you can have quick sex and, you know, and some people like, like love that kind of stuff. They love to have, you know, a little quickie in the afternoon. It's, it's, it's nice for stress release and, and what have you, but sure. Absolutely. And why not? Then that's the deal with video games too, right? Like that level up, got to level up. It's going to be great. I'm going to see flashy things and coins and whatever. It's going to be great. Well, there's been whole fucking Ted talks on how to like gamify your life and, you know, take the, you know, the productivity and essentially gamify it so that you get the the dopamine hit out of like stupid mundane work shit and basic life shit to to keep you going. It's it's totally a thing. Totally. And and you don't think of it in that way until you stop and you like for myself, I always I, I'm always trying to find that bridge between how people are perceiving what you're saying 
because not all of us have the same, we don't use the same terminology. You have your own lingo. I have mine, you know, in the different worlds that everybody resides in, you have to have some kind of commonality or you're, it's like you're speaking a foreign language to each other and doing that. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter what you're saying. (laughs) If you're, you just have to learn to say it in a different way or find somebody that can say, okay, now I know about sex and you know about video games, right? (laughs) Now let's bridge the gap on how I can talk about sexuality and, and make it common with what you know about how good it feels to play video games, right? I say you're you're base you're you're essentially looking for intersex and jargon. And my dad taught me at an early age, like you know, jargon gets a bad rap because it, jargon exists for a reason. Because when you're in something niche, you need a word or a term to describe something very specific. And yeah, it's it seems meaningless to anybody outside of that. But inside of that, there's a very specific purpose that word exists. I'm all full up of jargon. Like, you know, I have medical jargon. I have mommy jargon. I have lady jargon. I have foul mouth ER nurse jargon. <laughs> I have lots of things that I, you know, um, now that I'm, uh, you know. I, Do you speak I'm, nurse ratchet? Right. <laughs> <laughs> People do out there out there, they speak nurse ratchet for sure. But also, can you speak to somebody who's uneducated and has no idea about what's going on with their body? And how the hell do you figure that one out? Right? Like, so that's it. And I think like, I can't wait to have your wife on because we're going to definitely talk about bratting. Um, so you are- may have seen some of her stuff on TikTok if you've ever skimmed through any of the kink talk stuff. You know uh, what? I swear I try so hard not to sit for hours on end scrolling through TikTok trying to figure out why do I have to listen to the same song? And if you don't like if you walk away from your phone, if it's sitting down and you don't swipe up like or have the capability, you're listening to that loop or whatever that is for the next two minutes until you get back over to your phone. And it's maddening to me. Like she loves TikTok. I can't fucking stand it. It is like wrath on my fucking brain because I've explained it to her. I'm like, no, this is the opposite of, you know, repetitive quick endorphin hits for me when you're scrolling TikTok, because all I hear is what my brain equates to somebody channel surfing through ads. Because nothing has an actual beginning or an end. It just starts and stops. That is not the same as a fucking beginning and an end. And it just sounds like somebody's fucking changing the channel and you have no control over the fucking remote. And you're just like, fucking pick something and stay there. (laughs) You know what? My whole entire existence, when everybody, when anybody says, Nobody's going to know. They're going to know that whole thing from TikTok. I say it every day because eventually somebody says nobody's going to know or, you know, that they're, you know, whatever you, you hear that. That's a common thing that people say. And so now I can't stop hearing it when I hear that. <laughs> it's maddening to me. Nobody's going to know. And I do it to my husband all the time. Nobody's going to know, honey. Nobody. He's like, yeah, they're going to know. <laughs> And I know there's this whole, um, I don't know what this song is. It's um, Russian in origin. And apparently it's foul. And they put it in behind a lot of TikTok videos. And all these people are, are talking about, my husband's learning Russian right now. So I'm like, you know, tell me what this song's like. And he's like, no, <laughs> just go away. <laughs> Read it on the internet. You have Google in your pocket, bitch. That's right. exactly what he says. <laughs> Google your pocket, motherfucker. Do some pocket Googling. A little bit of... Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Larry, it's been great having you on the show. You're hilarious. 
<laughs> you're hilarious. And if you guys have not listened to his stuff, you should jump out. I'm on, we'll put all your links. Um, but tell everybody where they can find you on the internets. <laughs> oh, let's see the 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 network Twitter account and the the flagship show Twitter account are one of the same. It's World One underscore One Podcast. Um, all the other shows have their own Twitter accounts as well. Phase on Labs is my 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 fun creative outlet these days because every week we pitch our idea for a new metroid game that we'll never get to play but it's fun anyways that's uh find that at phase on labs we've got uh i'd play that for a dollar which is a budget gaming podcast of you know rapid fire roundtable reviews of games that we got for a dollar or less and that's uh at play for a dollar but all the shows are in the same network rss feed as well so if you found one you found them all so i, I try and make it convenient and easy there's other new stuff that's just started up uh the wife's doing a show on the network called mind over media which is all about uh mental and emotional health and therapy uh, and the like as portrayed in you know movies games uh tv shows music she just launched off her first episode of her new monthly show noob reviews uh go check that one out but yeah no it's it's all in the same fucking feed so definitely so larry it has absolutely been a pleasure um talking I know this about has been you. a little all over the place off the rails no, but at least it's been fucking no. fun I, that's how my brain <laughs> i'm okay with it i like you start out easy just get a little gentle a little hard whatever let's like you know like we got to do what you got to do in the day <laughs> But um, it's really cool to hear you and to hear what your pleasure is. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty fantastic thing to be able to talk to people who are not afraid of their own pleasure. I love it. That makes me happy in my heart every time every time. So I just want to remind everybody out there that you can find me, Pollyanna Amazing, at buriedpleasures.com, Buried Pleasures on Facebook, Instagram, Buried Pleasures 1 on TikTok, and also on most and all uh, the major podcasting platforms, I do believe. <laughs> I don't know. I just send my stuff and they just put it up for me. I don't know what happens. <laughs> What's the podcast platform that you pump the hardest? I'm curious. Um, uh, you know, honestly, I what I do whenever I uh, put up my shows, I use Libsyn as my feed, and I just like direct everybody to the podcast feed on my um, on my on my actual website. So that's where I get my most listens to because, you know, everybody is, so, you know, you have the people who ha absolutely hate Apple podcasts. You have people who absolutely hate Spotify. So go figure out your own stuff, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> been a big fan of good pods. They've, oh, they've no, I, I really pods. honestly, I just said that last night. I, I turned about six people onto good pods yesterday. I do love good pods. It's a great way to interact with other people uh, and to know, like, I want to know what you're listening to. Like if you're, you become, you know, you, you share your friendships on good pods, you can uh, see what other people are, are listening to. And they give you a nice little, you know, little round table discussions on what's going on in those podcasts. I like that. I, I like the comments. I'd love to see what people are doing and, and what they're thinking about it. But also, let's just remember this, guys. If you do not like this show, please listen to another one. And also, if you do not like it, don't reach out to tell me. But if you love it, 
let me know. I don't need that negativity in my life. <laughs> See, you can just go the route that I used to go. I'm like, look, you know, if you like the show, subscribe. And if you don't, forcibly subject somebody that you don't like to it. Oh, there you go. Man. <laughs> See, perspective. That's what we have over here. Very pleasures. Little perspective. Every time I'm going to start doing that too. Yeah. I don't need negativity. I just want positivity. And although creative people do sometimes need a little, hey, what you doing over there? You okay? <laughs> Let them be creative. That's what I say. Be creative, love, be kind, and also have pleasure. Do it as much as you possibly can. Whatever that pleasure is, do it. Get it. Get after it. And it has been a pleasure speaking with you today, Larry. I appreciate you for coming on the show. Even though it's, up with so it's so early. No. <laughs> I know it's like drink noon. Drink some coffee, Biatch. I don't drink coffee. I live in I live in Seattle and I don't drink coffee. Who knew? Like it's you're like a pariah here if you don't drink coffee. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. Have a great day. Bye.